Well, it's time once again for a Fortune and Freedom Roundup of some of your questions. And goodness me, you do send a lot in. Paul says to me, it seems like governments and central banks are trying to bend the economy to their will with their policies. Is there a breaking point coming? Well, Paul, as long as governments can still borrow money, as long as their guilt sales still get away, um, they can do pretty much what they want. Now, what we are expecting to see is a big, big drawdown in the sheer amount of money being put into quantitative easing. So the government won't be buying quite as much of its own debt. If then they do struggle to sell things on the market, then we could be headed for real problems. But I suggest we're not there yet. Valerie says to me, what do you think about the move to electric vehicles and all the issues surrounding batteries like fires and the expense of recycling? Valerie, you know, the idea that we should all go green, there should be no more carbon emitted, you know, we can all put heat pumps on our houses and drive electric cars. Well, it sounds great, but it's impossible for all of us to do it. Where the hell would all the electricity come from? And that's why already, already we're seeing electricity companies, they're about to say to us, don't use electricity at certain times of the day and we'll, we'll reward you with free electricity at other times. I've no doubt most of you have had a smart meter put in your house, often under great pressure, and that's because they literally will be in control of your supply, and they can, and they will switch you off at some point in time. No, this is not hysterical nonsense. We really have got a major energy crisis in this country. So look, you know, I've driven a Tesla, fantastic cars to drive, great in theory, uh, but in practice, nobody, but nobody, has sorted out how to recycle uh, the batteries, which after all are about a third of the car. Uh, there's a lot more work and a lot more thought needs to go into how do we generate sufficient electricity to have electric cars. And frankly, without burning gas or lots of coal, I don't think at the moment we have the answer. I'm asked by James, during lockdowns we saw the gold price drop and then rally back up and sometimes go even higher. Do you think this will continue to happen. James, gold has been range trading, zipping between 17.50 an ounce and 18.50 an ounce. And you can look at the markets, look at the screens, and every day it's up or down 20 bucks. It's a classic range trading market. I still very much think that the reason gold has not performed in the way that we'd have liked is that quite a bit of that money has got into crypto. Uh, you know, we saw a massive, massive 2021 for crypto with huge rises and, of course, some quite big setbacks in the early part of this year. Gold hasn't quite had its sparkle, but traditionally, as a hedge against inflation, it is a good bet. That's why many, many people here have said you've got to get some money in gold. Um, its time is coming. And why? Because inflation is going to be worse than they suspect. Remember, we were banging on. January last year on Fortune and Freedom saying inflation is back, it's here to stay. And as recently as October, Prime Minister Johnson was saying, no, it isn't really happening. And the Bank of England were in denial. Stick with gold is my own view. I'm asked here by JG, if the Bank of England raise interest rates, won't that hurt those with mortgages more than rising inflation? Well, look, interest rates go up, your mortgage repayment goes up too. But if house price inflation continues at its current rates, you're not worse off. When you're worse off is if you start to see house prices fall. At the minute, uh, the housing market is still 
incredibly strong and I was certainly looking towards the middle and lower end of the markets. Remember, the British population is 8 million more than it was back in 2000. I could go into the political reasons for that, but I'm not going to on this broadcast. Uh, and we just don't have enough housing stock in this country. Any setbacks, any dips, any substantial dips, certainly in property, I think will be very, very short-lived indeed. Anonymous question. If the Ukraine joined NATO and allowed NATO forces into the Ukraine, isn't that rather like the Cuban Missile Crisis in reverse? Look, I have to tell you, I have for 30 years felt the ever eastward expansion of the European Union and of NATO to the east has been a huge geopolitical mistake and we're still making it. Secretary of State Blinken from Washington DC, Prime Minister Johnson when he was in Kiev last week and we're still saying that if the Ukrainians want to join NATO they can. This is madness. Russia have always been paranoid about being surrounded. And right now, we should say, Ukraine will not be joining NATO. Therefore, Mr. Putin, you have absolutely nothing to be afraid of. Call his bluff. That's what I'd do if I was there. Sadly, we've got these globalists who are always going for expansionism. And finally, anonymous question, what would you do to truly capitalise on Brexit? It feels like Boris is wasting the opportunity. Interesting, isn't it? I mean, in the last week, you know, we've had Gito Harry, his new press officer, say that Johnson now regrets backing Brexit. Uh, Claire Foges, close personal friend of his, writing in the Times just a few days ago, that actually Boris never believed in Brexit. It was just a convenient political vehicle. And I'm afraid that's true. And whilst we are out and whilst money is flooding into this country, financial services doing way better than anybody thought. Goodness me, foreign money wants to buy our supermarkets and goodness knows what else. So there are votes of confidence in Brexit Britain. And whilst we've done the AUKUS deal with Australia, there are some good things. But yeah, there's been no supply side reform whatsoever. No seizing of the opportunity to allow us to become more competitive and crucially, to allow our five and a half, six million small businesses the opportunity to lift burdensome regulation off their backs. And I have to say, I don't think Johnson and Sunak even understand it. I don't think anybody in Cabinet has ever really worked in small business and understands what needs to be done. At the moment, we are not making the best of Brexit. Be frank about that. But I tell you what, it's still a damn sight better than being in the EU or the Euro. Thank <laughs> you.